We want to talk about the true meaning of justice. Uh, you know that we've been talking about racism. Racism is more than just color. The devil is blinding our minds to make us think that it's a problem with one another based on color. But true racism is about power. And the devil wants to take over God's throne. And what he tried to do is blind the minds of us on earth to think that it's about color. Blacks against whites, whites against blacks. But really it's about power. And so we want to look at scripture and find out about justice. I've been getting a few slacks from a few people who, who kind of disagree with me because I talk about racism is more than just a color. And I had to break it down to a couple of people and say, well, can you agree with me that, that racism is evil? And they all agreed that, yeah, racism is evil. I said, well, then who produced evil? And I got them to a place where they had no choice but to say Satan. And so if Satan produced evil, then it's a spiritual thing more than a color thing. And so we want to look at scriptures and find out about justice because even in justice, we, when you talk about racism, of course, we, we dealt more of people who have power on the earth. And so in other words, we dealt with more of, of Caucasians when we dealt with racism. Now we want to deal with justice, and that's more dealing with the Africans, African-Americans. And so we want to bring a balance. We don't want to live through, go through life and, and talk about racism and, and just beat one race of people. And technically, there's only one race. It's called a human race. But we want to look at scripture and find out what the Bible says concerning justice. And so pure justice is Jesus. Pure justice is God. So let's look at something in uh, Psalms 89. Psalms 89, verse 14 through 16. Also index your Bibles in Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. I'm going to take my time because I really want us to get this because we want to be free people. Now, now you've got to get this now. Everybody in the world was created by God, but everybody ain't God's children. Let me say that again now. Everybody were created by God but everybody has not accepted Christ as their savior. So that means everybody's not the children of God. Now there's theologian children, that's us. Theologian children means that we have been rebirthed. We have been revived by the spirit of Christ. So that makes us the children of God. So now I can't speak to the world because the world got their mind made up, but I got to talk to the church. I got to talk to the believers so that the believers don't get caught up in the world because God is a spirit. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not black. God is not white. He's not brown. He's not a male. He's not a female. He's God. Even though we, we labor him as a he, he's not a man. He's God. We are human. God is, is supernatural. He's a spirit. And so we need to understand, and God want to speak to us through his spirit into our spirit past our flesh. But what happened is we're so fleshly in the world, and we're so busy trying to view the world from our lenses, instead of viewing the world from the spirit, that we miss what God is trying to say to the church. And so I want us to see and look at what is the true meaning of justice? What is justice? Because if we ain't careful, we can get justice and then we become unjust. We can become uh, oppressors because we're so busy trying to get something on the earth. We want to get our freedom. We want to get our house. We want to get our mule. We want to get our 40 acres in a mule. We want to get our big paying job. We want to get our land. 
but messing around, we get all that, and then we miss God. So, but before we can understand what justice is on the earth, we need to understand who is the true justice? What is justice? Let's look at something in Psalms 89, verse 14 through 16, and then we're going to turn to Deuteronomy, verse 30, chapter 32, verse 4. Watch what it says in Psalms 89, verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Look what it says. Righteousness and justice is the foundation of God's throne. All right? Now, it's, righteousness and justice are intertwined. It's like a, a coin. You have a head and a tail. You cannot have justice without righteousness. You cannot have righteousness without justice. They, they go together. So look what the Bible says about God's throne. Read. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Righteousness and justice is the foundation of who God is. Ooh, it's getting deep already. Righteousness and, now you got to look at this now, and so that, that means they're separate, but yet they go together. Righteousness and justice, watch this, the Bible say that's God's throne. So God loves good moral character, people that know right from wrong. And God loves justice. That means he's going to be equal to people all over the world. Read. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Uh -huh. Love and faithfulness go before you. Yeah. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you. Blessed are the people that have learned how to live in justice. Not, watch this now. Not just justice, but justice and righteousness. You just can't live in justice where you want everything to be equal for you and you don't know how to live holy. Read that verse again. I like that already. I'm, I got to slow down. I'm getting happy all by myself. Righteousness and justice uh -huh. are the foundation of your throne. Yeah. Love and faithfulness go before you. Love and faithfulness go before God. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you. Look what the scripture says. Blessed are us who have understood and learned. Learned means to comprehend, to apply. So blessed are us who learn justice and righteousness from God and we know how to apply it. See, see let, me, let me break it down. Righteousness is what's in your heart. Justice is what you perform from your heart. Let me break it down again. Righteousness is what's in your heart, and justice is what you perform from your heart. God says, I am righteous in my heart, and I perform righteousness in my acts. Now, I want the believers to learn how to be righteous in their heart so they can carry out righteousness from their heart. Read. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, uh -huh. who walk in the light of your presence. Yes. Lord. They rejoice in your name all day long. Now go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. This is going to be a good teaching this morning. We're going to learn something about justice. Because, see, we're so busy. If we ain't careful as believers, we're looking for our power on the earth. We're looking for our, 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 our uh, kingdom here on earth. I think the, the song that uh, Adrian just got through singing was, Let Your Kingdom Come. Let your kingdom come down unto us. Saturate. Throw your weight around. In other words, we want God to be prevalent in our lives and on the earth. But if we ain't careful, we'll be so busy fighting each other that we're looking for justice from a certain community, justice from a certain law, justice from a certain government, that we miss who the true justice is. God is justice. Woo! What does it say, Rita? He is the rock. What it says about God? He is the rock. Uh -huh. His works are perfect. Yeah. And all his ways are just. All, the Bible says, all his ways are just. Now, let me give, give us a little history. America did not start as justice. 
America did not start with Europeans bringing justice. The Europeans came from England. The Europeans were being oppressed. The Europeans were being dogged out because of religion. They wanted the religion to be open to the public, but the Roman Catholics at that time said, no, we're going to tell you how to read the Bible. We're going to tell you what the Bible say. You're going to believe what we tell you to say, and we're going to take your money. We're going to take your houses. You're going to do what we tell you to do. So the, what happened was the Protestant believers left England because they were oppressed. When they discovered America, they came to America, instead of them going to Virginia, they went to Massachusetts. Now you understand why they call it New England because they were trying to develop a new England over here because where they came from, they were oppressed people. So they left their homeland, came to America, and watch this now, they came here for religious reason. But then what happened was they started a religious here and it branched out and now we have over 900 different religions. Why? Because everybody kept fighting everybody. Everybody kept fighting everybody. Injustice. When the Protestants left New England, they came here and they started injustice. The same thing that you got over in England, you brought over here to America. You, you were oppressed in one country and then you came over here and became oppressors. Watch this. You got to be careful. When you want justice, but you don't recognize you get, you're giving injustice. Watch this. The Bible says David, when he was up, he had took Bathsheba as his woman, killed her husband. And then the Bible says a prophet came to him and said, let me give you a story. A poor man had one little ewe lamb. And, and a man came and took his little ewe lamb and killed his ewe lamb and fed it to his friends and family. The Bible says King David got upset and said, whoever that man is, because that's injustice, I will kill him. And the preacher said to David, you are the man. See, sometimes you can forget that you the oppressor and don't even realize it. Let's get into the scripture here. Let's look at something powerful here. Now, justice, go to James, the first chapter. This is what justice is supposed to look like. James, the first chapter, verse 26 through 27. James, the first chapter, verse 26 through 27. This is what justice is supposed to look like. Remember now, keep in mind, justice is the quality of dealing with people fairly. Justice is dealing with people fair, treating people equal. That's what justice is. All right. Now, James, the first chapter tells us, what justice is supposed to look like. Verse 26 and 27 says what? Those who consider themselves religious uh -huh. and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues. You like to tell everybody how spiritual you are, but yet your tongue don't know how to shut up. Uh -huh, I'll get amen next week. Read, read them. Those who consider themselves religious uh -huh. and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues. So you telling others how they should live, but yet you live in foul. Read. Deceive themselves. Uh -huh. And their religion is worthless. Look what the Bible say. You deceive yourself when you're talking a lot, but you ain't doing nothing. You are going around saying you are righteous. That means having more character of knowing what's right and wrong. You got righteousness on the inside of you. That's what you're claiming. But you don't have justice on the outside of you. Watch what verse 27 says. Religion that God our Father accepts. This is what God accepts. This is the kind of religion God is looking for. What is it? As pure and faultless as this. Uh-huh. To look after orphans. This is what justification looks like. This is what being justice looks like. Le learning how to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. 
Read, reader. Religion that our God, God our Father, accepts as pure and faultless is this. Uh-huh. To look after orphans and widows in their distress. Yeah. And to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So this is what justice is. Remember now, righteousness is the moral character of how you behave, how you, how you believe within your heart. So righteousness is what's in your heart. Justice is what comes from your heart. And that's what James, the first chapter, verse 27 is about. It's about what you're doing from your heart. All right. You could be so busy trying to look after yourself and don't realize you're being unjust to other people. All right. Now, let's go somewhere and look at something else. Look at Deuteronomy, the 16th chapter, verse 12. I told you, you got a lot of scriptures. Deuteronomy 16, verse 12. We're looking at the pure justice. What is true justice? Deuteronomy 16 and 12. Also, Amos 5, 22 through 24. Amos 5. Verse 22 through 24, Deuteronomy 16, verse 12. This is going to get good written in a few seconds. Watch what it says, reader. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Ah, uh, watch this. The children of Israel, the Bible say, you don't forget that you used to be a slave. Okay, watch this. He's talking to the second generation in Deuteronomy. The first generation of, of, of the Israelites, you know, they got, uh, they, they all died in the wilderness because of their disbelief unbelief. But now here it is, their children are coming along, and the children are forgetting, wait a minute, we used to be slaves too. All right, let me break it down. Today's generation who's marching, that's our children. We own up. We the first generation. We knew injustice was going on. We knew things was happening bad in the world, but we didn't have brave enough to go do something about it. Only a handful. But now around the world, our children are fighting. But watch this. Our children got to make sure that they don't forget God. Don't be so busy fighting for your rights that you miss righteousness. All right. Watch this here in Deuteronomy 16, verse 12. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Look what God says to the children of Israel. Remember, you used to be broke. You used to have uh, uh, noodles and oodles. You used to live in the hood. Now you don't got a little edumacation. Now you don't got a little degree, you got a little muscles, you got a little thighs, got some thighs, or you got, oh, come on over here, let me come over here. You, you, you got a little money in your pocket, you're driving a nice car, you live in a nice neighborhood, and you don't forget you came out the hood. Watch what he says. Look at this. Look at this. Look at what he says in verse, what, what I read, read Verse 12. It. What it says. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. He's telling the children of Israel, remember you once were slaves. You once were nobody. Somebody mistreated you. You were oppressed. That's what happened to the Europeans. Wait a minute. We the only one came over here on a ship. You too. The Indians was here before you got here. And watch this. The Indians kept fighting for their rights and for, for the land that the Europeans took from them. The Europeans took land from the, from the Navajo, from the Indians. Obama reimbursed them because all presidents did not give the Navajo Indians nothing. Obama gave them $500 million and they still uh, are missing $2.1 trillion because of the Americans took their land, mistreated the land. Watch this now. The Europeans came over from England, skillful people. They was machinists. They didn't know anything about farming. They know nothing about land. So they got and took over the Indians and made the Indians try to become farmers. The Indians, they started dying out. The Indians said, we don't know nothing about farming either. So what happened was, 
Africa, now see, we, we got to make sure we got some education here. Africans, we were enslaving ourselves before we became slaves in America. We were enslaving ourselves in Africa. What happened was they sold some of us over here to America and made us take care of the farmlands. We were mistreated. I, excuse me if I'm trying to, you know, if I sound a little racist. I don't mean to sound racist when I say we, but I'm black, just in case you didn't know that. But the Africans were mistreated in America because they were shipped over here to take care of farmland. Now watch this. Now, now, watch this. You are in slavery and you don't forget you were oppressed. Now you are oppressing people. Oh, come on, somebody. You came to America because you were oppressed, Mr. European. Now you won't come over here and oppress other folks. But you forgot you once was a slave. Read, reader. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Uh-huh. And follow carefully these decrees. Watch this. Now let's go over right quick to Amos. Just talking to the church now. Just talking to the church. Amos, the fifth chapter, verse 22 through 24. Watch what he says to the church. Even though you bring me burnt offerings. You, you come to church. That's how, America, that's how America really got started. It got started off religion. American got started off of people trying to bring God over here. Because the Indians did not worship Jesus. The Indians worship moon, stars, and anything that moved around. And they call it spirits. But the Europeans brought religion over here. But now watch what happened when you brought them over here. You brought religion over, but you left the spirit out. Your mind for educate you, right? Come on, read, Rita. Even though you bring me burnt offerings. You bringing God tithes and offering to the table. And grain offerings. Uh-huh. I will not accept them. Woo! God say, I'm not going to accept what you bring into the table. Why? Though you bring choice fellowship offerings. You bringing the best offering to the table? I will have no regard for them. I do not regard it. Away with the noise of your song. Oh, so now you want to be a great psalmist in the church. And watch what he say about your song playing. I will not listen to the music of your heart. You sing it about Jesus, but Jesus don't hear you. Oh, Read, reader. But let justice roll on like a river. This is why God ain't hearing some of us, because we are not bringing justice to the table. You're talking about what needs to be done for the poor, but you ain't doing nothing but taking from the poor. And God say, and you want to hide in the walls of the church. You want to praise me. You want to give offerings. You want to build big temples, but you don't want to bring justice to the table. And we build a flag that we, we pledge to. We pledge allegiance to the flag. Uh, what, what, what we're saying? One nation under God with liberty and justice. But all ain't got it. But we build a flag from 1700. And you brought us here in 1600, and yet we're being mistreated, and we're calling it justice. You ought to be glad I gave you somewhere to live. You ought to be glad you got a nice house. But now to the Christian believers, don't get so caught up on your color. Don't get so caught up because you're missing out on the earth. You want to be filled with the Spirit. And, and, and be careful that you're so busy fighting that you're missing out on God's love. You're so busy trying to get what you think belong to you, and you're missing out on what God want to do through you. Watch what it says in Amos 5.22 again. Read. Even though you bring me burnt offerings uh -huh. and grain offerings, yeah. I will not accept them. Uh -huh. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, uh -huh. I will have no regard for them. Read. Away with the noise of your songs. Get your noise, get your praise out of here. I ain't studying your praise. This is what God is talking. God is talking to the children of Israel. You want to come in, and you don't forget you was a slave. 
Now you are oppressing people and you forgot that you were, used to be oppressed. You don't forget where you came from. And here it is. Now you want to have church service and God say, away from me. I don't want to hear your drum playing. I don't want to hear your keyboard playing. I don't want to hear your music because you're too busy living in injustice. Read. Away with the noise of your song. Uh -huh. I will not listen to the music of your heart. I ain't listening to you. But let justice roll on like a river. If you want me to listen to you, be equal to everybody. This is not a black message. It's not a white message. This is a message. You, you, Because we got racial people even in the church. And remember now, race, racism is not about color. The world made us, made us think that. But racism is about power. You'd be surprised the first usher mad with the second usher, the third usher mad with the second usher. The second pastor, the assistant pastor mad with the third assistant pastor, the third assistant pastor mad with the bishop. Everybody mad with, the first lady mad with the, with the first uh, usher, the usher, the singer, sing, everybody mad with everybody. Because somebody want power. Nobody know how to yield to the spirit. We're too busy trying to get power. That's racism. Even in, among ourselves. Remember now, in Africa, they had racism among themselves. The same color. We call it black on black crime. But racism is about power. You got the gun. I don't. So that means you got the power. You got all the toys. I don't. So that means you got the power. And so we as believers got to deal with the power of the devil with the power of God. So what is the true racism? What is the, it's the devil. So what is the true justice? It's God. God going to give out what's equal. God says, I will remember those who being oppressed. That's what God say. Let me read that again. God says, I will remember those who are being oppressed. So in other words, God know you suffering. God know you going through, but have the right attitude while going through. Because in Numbers 13, the children of Israel were dying to get out of oppression, dying to get out of that slavery. And when God got them out of slavery through Moses, then they came up against Moses. Why you came up against Moses? Because you couldn't get a steak dinner. You were mad with the manna. You were mad with the little water coming down. You wanted more. So you got to be careful as a Christian, as a believer, that you don't know how to appreciate what you already got. And you think God is in the more stuff and don't know God is in you. Because the scripture says, greater is he that's on the inside than he that's on the outside. You ain't valuing what's on the inside of you because you're too busy trying to please your flesh. Oh, that's all right. Watch what it says, Rita. Even though you bring me burnt offerings uh -huh. and grain offerings, yes. I will not accept them. Look what God says. I will not accept your tithes and offering. Why? Don't you bring choice fellowship offerings? You, you bring a nice sacrifice offering? I will not have no regard for them. And God says, I will not respect your offering. Away with the noise of your songs. And you come up here and you want to sing songs, lead songs, and God says to your songs, take them out of here. I don't even want to hear you singing about me. Because why, Rita? I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river. I will not listen to the keyboard player. I ain't going to listen to the drummer. I ain't going to listen to the guitar player. I ain't going to listen to the singers. Why? But Be let justice roll on like a river. Because you are oppressing one another. God said, I cannot hear you because you think you better than somebody else. You judging too hard.
because you want to be in some, you know, I, 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 met, I met preachers who couldn't, you know, stand T.D. Jakes. I like T.D. Jakes. I believe he's a man of God. But because he's on TV, he's on radio, he's everywhere, he's in 150 countries, and you only in your town, Wake County, he's bringing people from around the world to come together, 100,000 people to come together, and he called it Megafest. I had preachers tell me, I said, man, hey, man, what do you think about Megafest? Ah, mega mess. Why is it mega mess? It don't take all that. But explain why it don't take all that. Now, if he invited you, I bet it'd be mega fest. But because you wasn't invited, it's mega mess. See, it's amazing that when we, 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 we as Christians are like crabs in a pot. When the water get hot to us, we want to pull somebody else down. Learn how to lift somebody else up and God will bless you. Oh, my God. You, you know, the way I was taught is that whenever you sell another believer, get a car and your car got leaking oil. Get happy, because I'm next somewhere. I'm next. If God did it for you, the same God. And then I had, you know, I would get excited when I saw my brothers and sisters get a new car when I was in Florida. And me and my wife, we up here catching buses, and our car broke down. We borrowing car. We borrowing cab drivers. Borrowing cab drivers. And, and here it is. I'm excited because you got a new car. Then you got a new house. I'm living in a roach-infested apartment, but I got excited because I say, if God can do it for you, he can do it for us. And then watch this. Soon as me and my wife with three small children get a car, get a new house, guess what the saints start saying? How'd you get that? When you get that? How can you afford that? Wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to rejoice with them that rejoice. Why are we pulling one another down? Why are you trying to count my pockets? Me and my wife were talking yesterday. I told my wife, I said, baby, look here. I'm looking for a house that costs bam. She said, okay. Okay, whatever you say, whatever was in your heart. I am enjoying life because I believe God can trust me. Now, Pastor, something, well, Pastor, you already got a nice house. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I want something else now. I want, I want, I want bam. I ain't going to tell you what bam is because it might mess your heart up. Because you'll forget all about this message. Me and Pastor Randy was talking, and I taught, taught Pastor Randy and other leaders to how to minister at a funeral without opening, telling the people, don't open the casket, because after they open the casket, after you preach, now all the people looking at is the body, and they don't forget all about what you preach. So now if I tell you what my bam is, you're going to forget all about this, because you're going to become racist. <laughs> Go to Amos 5, verse 22 again. Even though you bring me burnt offering uh -huh. and grain offering, yeah. I will not accept them. Look what God says. I will not accept your praise and worship in the church. Why? Though you bring choice relic fellowship offerings, uh -huh. I will have no regard for them. I will not accept what you're bringing to me in the church. Away with the noise of your songs. You come in here singing, praising and screaming and dancing and clapping. And God says, I'm not listening to you. I will not listen to the music of your heart. Why? But let justice roll on like a river. If you want God to listen to you, have serious justice. Treat people equal. Treat people fairly. And you know, I was me and my wife was walking yesterday, and um, you know, I'm a, I'm admit I'm I'm struggling with this racism stuff now, and so I live in a predominantly Caucasian neighborhood, and so you know, I used to speak people like this here. Now I just wait, whatever. I don't even care if you speak or not. I ain't studying you, whatever. And so a, a black couple came by yesterday, and, and I waved at them because they were so light, I thought they were white. So I waved them, mm. and the, he rolled the window down, and then I saw who it was. I said, ah, hey, 
Hey, I say, oh, I said to myself, oh, you little hypocrite. You would speak to somebody of your same color with excitement, but you're going to be racist towards somebody of the opposite color. First of all, watch this. You forgot God brought you out the hood. Now you living good, you eating good, and all of a sudden now you want to forget where you came from. You don't even want to bring equality to the whole world. You just want to bring it to people you feel comfortable with. And the Bible say, God ain't listening to your praise when you're showing favoritism. Jesus said, watch this, go, go, go back, go back, go back, uh, Deuteronomy 32 and 4. Go back to Deuteronomy 32 and 4. We're going to look at something. We're talking to the church now. Deuteronomy 32 and 4. Watch what he says. Watch what it says. Watch this about God. Deuteronomy 32 and 4. We're going to come back to Amos 22, verse 23. Watch what it says. He is the rock. What is God? He is the rock. God is the solid foundation. And what else? His works are perfect. God is perfect. And all his ways are just. What you say? All his ways are just. So if God's ways is just and equal, why are we unequal? So true justice is operating in through the eyes of God. So quit trying to get revenge because of the way people are treating you. If I operate through the divine eyes of God, yes, it hurt because you did something to me. Yes, it hurt because you threw a rock at me. Yes, it hurt because you said color owner. Yes, it hurt when you called me the N-word. But guess what? I got the love of Christ and I got to show you something. I got to show you that God is powerful than your racism. And most people treat you differently because they're scared of you. They're fearful of you. If only we can learn how to have power in Christ and see it through God's eyes. So watch what it says in Deuteronomy 32, verse 4 again. He is the rock. God is the rock. His works are perfect. Uh-huh. And all his ways are just. Yes. A faithful God. Now, go back to what I said earlier. The Europeans, they came here to America on ships from England because they want to practice religion freely. The Roman Catholic Church at that time in that area in England, they were against anybody coming up against the Roman Catholic Church at that season, at that time. So what happened was the Protestants got tired of being oppressed. They came to America, set up shop in Massachusetts. You're going to understand why there's such a strong spirit in certain uh, uh, neighborhoods, certain cities, certain towns. And most, time, most people who are naturally African-Americans, they will tell you, don't go to Boston, Massachusetts, because blacks don't get treated fairly in that city. Watch this. It's not so much about blacks and whites against each other in Boston, Massachusetts, but the, the Europeans came over in Massachusetts, the spirit of the devil hovering in Massachusetts. So instead of them coming, they, watch this, they came out of England and they call it New England. I think you understand when I say New England patriots. You know them, don't you? So now, New England... I'm not calling New England racist. I'm saying how the spirit of the devil can hover and motivate in a certain area. In a certain area. Watch this. Racism is when insurance companies charge more in a certain zip code. Racism is, is in groceries cause more in a certain neighborhood than over in that neighborhood. Walmart over here is more expensive than in my neighborhood. But it's saying Walmart. That's racism. So somebody, watch this. Well, Pastor, you, you're a little bit more vocal than normal. I'm glad you said something. Go to Proverbs 31 and 8. 
Thank you for that, telling me that. Proverbs 31 and 8. I'm not an advocate for blacks. I'm not an advocate for whites. I'm an advocate for the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 31 and 8 and 9. Watch this, Isaiah 58 and 1. Isaiah 58 and 1 and Proverbs 31, verse 8 and 9. Watch what Proverbs 38 and 1, 8 and 9 says. Speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. What you say? Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Somebody got to preach righteousness. I'm not called to be Martin Luther King. I'm not called to be Jesse Jackson. I'm not called to be Al Sharpton. I'm called to be Eric Ellis. And God, what he placed inside of me is the anointing to preach the gospel. And somebody is saying, you need to stand up more for blacks. No, I'm standing up more for holiness. Because if I stand up for holiness, maybe it'll change a racist. We keep trying to reach a color and we ain't reaching a soul. I got quiet. Oh, this kind of stuff right here gets you cussed out. You don't understand, Reverend. I understand that you are racist, black and white man, because you want to fight color. You want power, but you won't let the true justice come through you, which is the power of God. God is the one that brings justice. You, you, watch this. The Bible says David, who was a king, David went to God and said, Lord, check this out now. He went to God. Let me say it again. I'm going to say it two more times. David, who was a king in charge, went to God. One more time. David is over millions of people. And David went to God and said to God in 1 Samuel, he said, now, Lord, 1 Kings, he said, Lord, I'm a young man. I don't know how to go in and I don't know how to go out. He said, you done made me king over all these people. He said, now, what I want from you, God, is wisdom. I want to learn how to bring justice. We missed that. We missed that. David went to the one that knows how to do justice, who is justice. David said, I don't want to be justice in myself. I want your justice in me so I know how to treat people. And God said to David, this is what God said to David. He said, I love your question. First Kings, the fourth chapter for your homework, or third chapter. God said to David, I love what you asked me. You didn't ask me for money. You didn't ask me to kill your enemies. You didn't ask me for a new crib. You asked me for wisdom of how to deal with everybody equal. And the way God proved his, his, his uh, wisdom, watch this. God brought two prostitutes. Two people who ain't even saved. God brought, he ain't bring Christians to David. David asked for God's wisdom and God brought him two outsiders to prove his wisdom. The Bible say one, both of those prostitutes got pregnant. One had a baby, the other one had a baby. The lady, the Bible say, turned over and laid on top of her baby and killed her baby overnight. So she took her dead baby Went over there and gave it to the, the lady with her live baby, took her live baby and brought it to herself. The woman looked up to her baby and said, this ain't my baby. And her roommate said, that is your baby. She said, no, I know my baby birthmark. That's my baby. You got your arms. No, no, that's your dead baby. See, that? watch this now. They went to King David because they wanted justice. King David said, I don't know who telling the truth. I don't know if the woman here got the dead baby's truth. 
or the woman that's over here with the lie, baby, telling the truth. He called his servant over. He said, come here, servant. Bring a sword. Cut the baby in half. Give it to that woman and get the other half to the other woman. The lady with the dead baby said, hold up. Don't kill him. Let her have him. David looked at it. He said, ah, that's the real mama right there. Take that baby from that lying woman and give it to that lady over there. Justice is called down from God on the unrighteous. Somebody going to get it. Justice, treating people equal, even if they're in the church or not in the church. Go to Amos 5.23 again, Rita. Amos 5.23. Woo, I'm getting happy by myself. Away with the noise of your songs. So quit coming to church and you know you're racist. Who are you talking about? I'm talking to whoever thinks they got the power. The preacher can be overjealous, overpowerful. The pastor of the church, he can be racist. Everything come out your mouth, Reverend, don't mean is accurate. Just because you're the bishop of the church, the pastor of the church, don't mean God is in you. You got to constantly go after God, constantly go filled with God's presence so that God can use you. I want to be used by God. I got the same temptations you got. I got the same pain you got. I got the same doubts you got, but I fight through them. I don't give in to what I feel. I don't give in to what I think. I give in to what the words say. Oh, I ain't got to worry about it. Everybody going to agree with me. I don't care. I'm persuaded. I, I got my mind made up. I know who I am and whose I am. Watch this. Go, 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 go. I don't know where to go Away with the noise of your song. Yeah, yeah, I will not listen to the music of your heart. Yeah. But let justice roll on like a river. Look what he's saying. You are not authentic. Your praise and worship is fake. You are not serious because the Bible says those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And your praise is not authentic. You're not serious about your walk. You save on Sunday and a hulam on Monday. See, see, justice and righteousness, watch this, righteousness is a, is a moral character of what's in me. What are you saying, Rip? I'm just not righteous when you see me on Wednesday and Sunday. I'm righteous when ain't nobody looking. Ain't nobody got to be in my presence, and yet I'm still honoring God. And pornography is calling, other women is calling, money is calling, but I ain't answering the doorbell. I look out the window and see who it is. I say, oh, no. No, and ain't nobody else in that door. My wife was talking to a gentleman. He came over to the house to talk about windows or something. And, and so I got the ringers. I'm listening to the whole conversation. And so my wife messed around and started giving out too much information. And I, I talked through the ringer. Hey! Going back in the house. We, I got this. Don't talk to him no more. See, that, that's what the Holy Ghost is. The Holy Ghost, God is telling you, hey! Quit talking to the devil. You, you, you're telling too much of your business to the devil and he ain't going to do nothing but use it against you. All right, what I call it? Forget Amos. Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy 16, verse 18 through 20. If you're justice, it will bring you into what God has for you. If you're justice, God will bring you into the things that's in your heart, your heart desire. If you're justice, if you treat people fairly, God will give you what's in your heart. 
Now watch this. Watch what it says in Deuteronomy 16, verse 18. Watch what it says. Read what it says. Appoint judges and officials for each of your tribes. Yeah. In every town, the Lord your God is giving you. Yeah. And they shall judge the people fairly. And watch this. The people that's in charge supposed to treat everybody justly. Everybody that's in charge supposed to treat everybody justly, equal. Watch what it says next. Do not pervert justice. Look what God says to the, lead, to the leaders. God says to the leaders, do not pervert it. In other words, you give it a twist. You, you're turning justice around. You're making it fit you. Read, Rita. Do not pervert justice uh -huh. or show partiality. Don't, wait a minute. You gave me a ticket, and all I did was come to a rolling stop. But you gave, you didn't give him a ticket who went past the line. Don't treat one person better than you treat the other. Watch what else it says. Do not accept a bribe. Don't let no, I was watching a, a clip where a coach went, as he was shaking hands with the referee, a football coach, he went up to shake hands with the referee, and he took out of one hand and put in another hand some money and, and, and shook hands with the referee. You bribed him for calls. That's called cheating. That's not justice. Read. Do not accept a bribe. Uh -huh. For a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise. Look what the Bible says. What happens when, you when you're blinded? When, you, when you're doing injustice? You're bringing blindness. You don't see what's right and pure. Read. For a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise uh -huh. and twists the words of the innocent. Wow. So what I'm telling you the truth. I did not do that. But you're going to turn my words around because you don't care nothing about justice. You care about making a bribe. Read. Follow justice. What did the Bible say? Follow justice. And what else? And justice alone. Uh-huh. So that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. If you follow justice, what is justice? The foundation of who God is. So if I follow God, look what the Bible says. I'm going to get what God wants me to have as long as I treat people fair. Well, pastor, they ain't treating me fair. Okay. Your point is, but I don't like it. I'm going to show them, oh, okay, well, then you get your own revenge. Get out the way, because the Bible says as long as you live on the earth, you're going to be mistreated. Because you got to understand something. America was started on mistreatment. America was started on oppression. Oppressed people oppress people. And we also oppressing people in the church. So you ought to appreciate this pandemic where you got to stay home for a while. You can enjoy each other's family. But some of us, we want to get out there in the streets. We want to, and see, watch this. God could have been took this pandemic away, but he allowed it to stay and linger a while. And man can't figure out why. So guess what the children of God should be doing? Lord, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. I want to worship and honor you in my solidarity time. I got time to give you glory. I got time to meditate on your word. I got time to spend with you and not with church folks who may be unpure. God got you in solidarity time. You know, I said to somebody, I said, you know, I've always been popular. I always, you know, had a lot of people around me, you know, in the streets. I was E-baby in, in, in the basketball courts, in, uh, in the world, in the clubs, you know. But now as a Christian, I'm so lonely. And, I, and I, I asked God, I said, God, why am I lonely? You know, I got people around me, but 
you know, why am I lonely? And God spoke to my spirit and said, because I want you for me. If I keep allowing you to be around people all the time, you're going to never be able to hear my voice. I'm going to tell you what's righteous and what's holy and what's just. But if you keep hanging around, watch this. I was telling, I said something to a buddy of mine, a pastor friend of mine, and I very rarely say this because a lot of people don't know how to accept what I'm saying. I said to my buddy, because see, you need somebody you can bounce stuff off of. I said, let me ask you a question. Do you believe homosexuality is a sin? He said, yep. I said, do you believe that cussing is a sin? He said, yep. Do you believe a rapist, a murderer is a sin? He said, yep. Do you believe that the Bible says we were shaping in iniquity and in sin? We were born into sin? He said, yep. I said, so do you believe homosexuality, lying, cursing, racism, rapist, murderer is all incorporated into sin? He said, yep. I said, then could it be that we were born this way? The world say we were taught. But could it be that we were born into sin? But I just chose not to follow that way. The Bible says this, a little leaven. See how quiet y'all got? A little leaven leaveth the whole lump. What are you saying, Pastor? If you keep hanging around a liar, it was already in you. But the liar manifested what was already in you. If you keep hanging around a homosexual all day, every day, all night, every night, it's going to come at you. If you keep hanging around an adulterer or fornicator, it's going to come at you. The Bible says you can't hang around sin and don't get burned. I can't hang around a gorgeous woman with a miniskirt on every day and don't think I ain't going to do something. I'm a, first of all, I chose to be a boy. I chose to be a man. I can tell you what my mom used to call me. But, <clears throat> but the same word she, you use on a woman, that's what he used, she used on me. Because <laughs> I was a woman now. So I went after women. I ain't go after brothers. I went after me, women. I went after, I almost said me and then I went after women. <laughs> I went after women. But watch this. Why did you keep going after women like that? Because I hung around my uncle. My uncles, all six of them, were womanizers. And I was the only nephew. So they taught me how to be what was already in me, sin. They taught me how to go after sin because sin was already in my nature. But then I messed around and got saved at 21. Started hanging out with the brothers in the church. Started hanging out at, with church folks. And then I found out some church folks were sinners. Some church folks were genuine and they walk. I'm 21 years old, the prime of my life. Quit playing basketball. Quit college for a while. And watch this. And got into the Lord for real. Girls in the church started coming after me. Back in the day, I used to went after them. But now they, in the church, they're coming after me. I said, no, 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 no. I ain't getting saved to be a womanizer. I want God for real. I broke up with my girlfriend to get saved for real. Because I got tired of sleeping in her house. I got tired of cheating. I got tired because I wasn't raised and born that way. I had to make a decision. I'm serving God for real. I broke up with my girlfriend. I stopped going to the nightclub. I stopped playing ball, and I got saved for real because I had a made-up mind. 
Have I messed up? Yeah, I messed up. But my heart was pure. The Bible says in 1 Kings, I'm giving you a lot today. Don't get mad because you let the saints sing for three hours. <laughs> saints said, wait a minute, Pastor, I ain't saying that long. But watch this. The Bible says in 1 Kings, the third chapter, Solomon is the son of David. And Solomon said a prayer to God. He said, you, my father, love my father, who was upright and perfect before you. I said, now how in the world is Solomon going to say that about David, who killed a man, who had sex with a woman who was married? He did all this evil, but yet the son told God, my daddy was perfect before you. And, and God said to, to the son, you're right. I said, God, how in the world he right? When this man has sex and killed the woman's husband. How, how in the world is he right? And then God showed me. There's a difference between conviction and conversion. Convicted people feel bad, but don't change. Converted people feel bad. And they say, I can't do this no more. You got to get to that place where you stop being convicted and become converted. Converted people make mistakes, but they get back up and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I blew it. So racism, justice, justice and righteousness belong to God. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to close. Justice is what you do from the heart to one another. Righteousness is what's in your heart. Character, morals. We cannot be judging one another. I think we as believers, especially as pastors, I'm going to speak to you as pastors right now. Quit trying to make everybody be the elbow. Everybody ain't called to be the elbow. I ain't called to be Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton may be saved and Holy Ghost filled, born again, but God called him for him. I ain't called to be Jesse Jackson. God called Jesse Jackson for Jesse Jackson. Know your calling. Know your place. The Bible says we're part of the body. The body is made up of different members. That's what the Bible says. Right now, my, you know, I went to the doctor. I had an MRI done on my shoulder. The doctor told me, he said, man, your, your shoulder completely torn. He said, but, he said, but you ain't screaming. You ain't in pain like I, like I thought you should be because he said, it's, it's bad. I said, it is? He said, yeah. I said, well, maybe that shot you gave me is still working. It feel pretty good, doc. He said, man, you, you're supposed to be screaming. He said, I don't understand. He said, but I'm, I'm not going to operate until you're ready. He said, because it ain't going to get no worse because it's already bad. He said, but until you can't stand the pain, come back. He's, and then he looked at me and said, how are you handling this pain? I said, well, you gave me a shot, but now I'm back exercising. I'm exercising my shoulder. I'm building up muscles around the weak area. You got to build up in the spirit of God in that weak area. Quit magnifying your weakness. Everybody got weakness. Ain't nobody in this world ain't got, everybody got weakness. Everybody. Ain't nobody better not talk about they, I'm, I'm, a, I'm strong in the Lord. You weak too. The Bible say when you're weak, that's when you're strong. See, we, we keep thinking when you got it together, you strong and everything going well, the Lord is with me. And God said, no, when you crying, don't know how you're going to work it out. Don't know when it's going to work out. God, please help me with this sexual desire. God said, now you're strong because you're fighting. You've got to learn how to be in the word of God. Uh, let me stop.
I got more in me. Give me Isaiah 58. I'm going to let you go home because you're tired. Oh, my bad. You're already home. Isaiah 58. <laughs> Isaiah 58, verse 1 says something powerful. Watch what it says. Shout it aloud. That's what God's calling me to do. Shout out loud. Do not hold back. Uh-huh. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Yes. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sin. Tell the people how wrong they are. Read. That's it. Keep going. For day after day, uh -huh. they seek me out. Every day, the believers and unbelievers are seeking God. They seem eager to know my ways. They act like they want to know how to be saved. As if they were a nation that does what is right. And they act like they're doing what's right, but you're not. And has not forsaken the commands of its God. Yes. They ask me for just decisions. They ask God for just decisions. And seem eager for God to come near them. And you act like you want God to come close to you. Why have we fasted, they say. And look what they said. All this fasting I'm doing, all this going to church I'm doing, all this money I'm giving to the Lord. And what? you have not seen it. And God ain't doing nothing for me. Why have we humbled ourselves? So now you're mad with God. And when you're mad with God, you bring injustice to others. You're mad with God because he act like he ain't doing nothing for you. And now you want to be over people and put your thumb on people and dog people and put people down. All because you've been doing church all your life and, every, and the church hurt you. I got a reason to hate the church. I do. I got a reason to hate pastors. And I did. And God turned around and called me to be one. I hated pastors because of an experience I had. I wanted to kill them. I had one pastor in particular. I said, if I ever see him, I'm going to kill him. And God messed around and got me saved, saved my soul. And then when I did see that pastor, I had to forgive him. Tears running down my face when I saw him. He didn't even know I had plans to kill him because of what he did to my family. And when God saved my soul, I had to forgive him. And he don't even know today, if he's still alive, that I want to kill him. I had my gun on me looking for him because I was going to kill that rascal. And I hated preachers. And then God turned around and called me to be one. Because God knew that boy, that radical. That boy going to tell the truth. He don't care who like him and don't like him. That boy going to tell the truth. He don't care who his friend is. He going to tell the truth and not only tell the truth, but live the truth. Watch what it says, Rita. Why have we humbled ourselves? This is a church talking to God. And you have not noticed. All this time I've been quarantined and you ain't did nothing for me. I barely can pay my bills. So you thought God was just a bill payer? You thought God was just a husband? You thought God was just a wife? If God don't give you a wife, if God don't give you a husband, if God don't pay your bills, if God don't give you a job, if God don't heal your body, is he still God? You got to make up your mind, man. I, I love God. If, it, you, if you don't give me my desires, I love him. I would love to have the BAM house, but if I don't get it, my heart ain't going nowhere. If I don't get the stuff I want on earth, I ain't going nowhere. I'm making provisions just in case the church do fold one day. If it does fold, I'm making provisions, making plans. Have God breathed on your brain to give you a plan? Maybe that's why God is allowing your quarantine to last so long. Because you made your God your job. Your job is your God. If you can't go back to your job for a while, you don't get paid for a while, have you asked God to give you a provision and give you a vision? God been paying my bills. Man, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm hearing so many saints 
in this quarantine, the saints getting new houses in the quarantine. The saints getting promotion on their jobs. Saints ain't losing their jobs. Saints who do lose their jobs still able to pay their bills. I, man, I'm hearing saints getting married during the quarantine. Saints having baby christening during the quarantine. Saints getting healed in their body during the quarantine. So God is still moving. I got to stop because you tired. I ain't tired. I'm just going to stop. So I'm just going to say this here. If you believe in the word of God and you believe in me, if you believe in this ministry, support it. If you don't, keep your money. Don't give something you don't support, you don't believe in. Ain't no way in the world I'm going to support something I don't believe in. I'm going to support what I believe in. Be a blessing. Once again, if you don't believe in what I preach, you're mad. You say, Pastor, I don't like what you said, so I ain't giving nothing. Okay. I'm trusting God. I'm still a tither, and I just paid off my car. And in two more months, I'm paying off another car, and I'm still a tither. In four more months, I'm paying off another car, and I'm still a tither. And now I'm looking for a BAM house, and I'm still a tither. <laughs> I'm a giver. Yeah, sometimes I don't want to give, because I'll be like, great day, Lord, if I give this right here. Great day, Jesus. Look, one time I sold some bracelets. I sold so many bracelets. I sold about $1,000 worth of bracelets. I said, yes, sir. I got happy, and the Lord spoke. Hey, <laughs> Speak, Jesus, speak. Don't forget 10%. Loose him, Satan, loose him. <laughs> See, now you want to keep something. That's what, that's what racism is. It's about power. That's why people don't like the tithe, because it's about holding on to power. Why do you think God won't put, take off money? In God we trust. So when you go to hell, you trusted money. Well, on that note, I salam alaikum. Peace.